The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. Sirius XM Channel 159. Here's an interesting, um, interesting stat as far as the NBA is concerned. How many players in the NBA this season have 250 plus points, 100 plus rebounds, and 50 plus assists in the fourth quarter uh, this season? Giannis, Nikolai Jokic, and Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, Mr. Clutch. He does play well in the fourth quarter of, of basketball games, but that's super That's super impressive. Three players in the NBA this year with 250 points, 100 rebounds, and 50 assists in the fourth quarter of a game. Giannis, Nikolai Jokic, and Scotty Barnes. People have talked about Scotty Barnes not having a good year this year. I don't really think that's the case. It's funny. People talk uh, about Scotty Barnes without really ever seeing him play because the Raptors are never on TV. Uh, But he hasn't really been like, he hasn't had a bad year, but he didn't take that. He didn't like raise the level of his game, but like he's sort of the same player as he was last year. It's sort of like, you know what I mean? But without, you know, you figure, okay, you know what I mean? You lit the league up as a kid. Like, you know what I mean? You, you win the rookie of the year. What are you going to do next? But that whole sophomore, the sophomore slump thing is real. And he's picked up his game over the last, like, month or so. Um, he has. And I think personally, I think that basically things came a little too easy for him. Basically, like he stepped on the floor, he got accolades from all these vets and stuff, like KD and, and everybody. You know, we're all like oh, Kawhi. All these, they were like, oh my, God, this guy's amazing, and he plays like a thirty-year-old and all this type stuff. And he isn't. He is a kid still. It's easy to forget that. Like Scotty Barnes plays like an adult. Like when you know what I mean, like he plays like a vet. Like you know what I mean, like he, Scotty Barnes is like now he's at the point where he's like bitching at Raptor players for not doing the right thing and stuff because he's always in the right place. He's like that good. But he is a kid, right? So it's because you're a really good bat, you know what I mean? So it's still, and I think personally with Barnes that, uh, I just think fame got to him a bit. Didn't, like, he didn't become a bad person or anything, but you know what I mean? I just think it rattled him a little bit. 
going from being like nobody knew who the hell he was at Florida State and people were kind of like, oh my God, the Raptors just took Scotty. Who's Scotty Barnes? Why would they do this instead of taking Suggs from Gonzaga? And, you know, to, to being like, you know what I mean, on billboards all over Toronto, like he's a big, he has a lot of endorsement deals and stuff. So I think he's back. I think a lot of the Raptors earlier in the year had too many, too many personal too many personal things going on. When people talked about the Raptors before, like, oh, this and that, they're going to blow. It was like, they were fine. It just wasn't fine. It was one of those deals. It, you know what I mean? It was like real life. You know what I mean? Sometimes you're just in a funk for a month or something. It's level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morancy. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Let's get busy. All right, we got a lot of stuff to break down still. Rich Hammond's going to step up and in from the athletic. We'll talk uh, L.A. King hockey, a little L.A. Ram football. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to get traded. The only question is where does he get traded to? Uh, The front runners right now, the Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills, and Kansas City Chiefs. And all of the aforementioned teams would make a lot of sense for Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's clearly going to want to get traded to a team that's going to be competing. And we should add a note that there has been talk about Jalen Ramsey going back to the Jacksonville Jags. Now, I, you know, they're just, just throwing out there what's being reported, but the Dallas Cowboys could, you know, use help in the secondary to go along with, uh, with Trayvon Diggs. Um, you look at uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs just won a Super Bowl, but they had three rookies in the secondary. And it's a dangerous way to live. And you know Ramsey. Ramsey's not going to be viewed as some sort of bus rider jumping on the Chief bandwagon. The guy's already a champion, right? So if they can make the financial aspect work, I think the Kansas City Chiefs would make a hell of a lot of sense. And the Buffalo Bills could use Jalen Ramsey as well. I don't know if they have the money to pay him. And also, there's an interesting dynamic, although I don't think it would be a problem, in that uh, Jalen Ramsey, of course, called Josh Allen trash before he even played in the National Football League. Remember when Jalen Ramsey was on top of the world and doing interviews and stuff, and he said, oh, I can't wait to play against this Josh Allen kid. He goes, I can't believe they drafted him. The kid sucks. He's trash. And um, Josh Allen's been lighting him up ever since. <laughs> they played they played a couple of years ago and Josh Allen like ran him over in the end zone and like spiked the ball in his face and Jalen just kind of stood there um, so hey listen you're not going to win every battle but we'll get into that with Rich Hammond Jonathan Quick is gone but I tell you what Corpus Allo is a great goalie it sucks the way it went down but the Los Angeles Kings are a dangerous team in a wide open Western Conference look up the NBA schedule and see when the Memphis Grizzlies are coming to your town and lock your effing door. John Morant reportedly punches a kid in the head 13 times. Jalen Carter's drag racing. And we're raging. Vent your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio 
and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Class, this is Sportridge. I am Renzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. All right. Um, I want to get to the UFC. Uh, one thing I just want to get to, we've been talking a lot of hockey. Rich Hammond's going to join us. But just to set the table right now, if the playoffs were to start uh, today, the Boston Bruins would play the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Carolina Hurricanes would play the New York Islanders. The Toronto Maple Leafs would play the Tampa Bay Lightning. The New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers, which would just be absolutely epic. Like, you want, like, that's the one thing. This is what they wanted, the NHL. They have a ridiculously stupid playoff format, in my opinion. But they want these type of rivalries. The problem is, it's anticlimactic. These type of rivalries are only good, and they don't understand this, if it happens organically. You know what I mean? Like, if you really like something, you know what I mean? You want it, but if it's overkill, then it, it, you know, it cheapens its value of it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, wow, the Devils and the Rangers are playing. Like, remember, you know, in the old days, like, wow, the Devils and the Rangers, man, these guys are playing each other. And this, this is like, this is serious. Now, it's like, yeah, they're playing each other. Of course they're playing each other. You know what I mean? You, you, you force them into the same box. And then they'll say, wow, you get these great rivalries. And it is true. You can't, I can't lie. I look at this, I'm like, wow, Devils, Rangers, that would be off the hook. And it would be, and it will be. But the NHL is the only league in which it gets worse as the playoffs go on. Right? It just does. And it's a, there's a competitive imbalance to this stuff in which... It doesn't matter. You can have a great year, but you're playing the team, and you know what I mean? You're, if you're in second place, you're playing the third-place team, right? You're sort of boxed in to these teams. Like, it doesn't make sense to play teams in your own division in the playoffs, but that's what they wanted. They wanted these geographically close rivals and rivalries, and you know what I mean? They want to get Boston and Montreal. They want to get um, – you know, Toronto and Boston. They want to get the Rangers and the Devils. They wanted to get, you know what I mean, Ovechkin versus uh, Crosby. But the thing is, you're bouncing good teams in the first round. It's ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have a team, you have like the fourth best team in the league playing against the sixth best team in the league in the first round against each other. 
So you have other teams that are going to fall ass backwards and advance because their bracket and their, their situation is not nearly as daunting. It's a whacked out thing that they have. Sidney Crosby recently was on record at the All-Star game and said, I've told the commissioner I think it's stupid and then we need to change this. It should just be one versus eight. You know, I mean, let's well, why why, why they, all these leagues have to overthink everything all the time. Hockey's done a pretty good job of not messing with things over the years, but their point format is 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 whacked and their playoff format, although it produces great series is in the first round. By the time you get to the third round, it's like, yeah, nobody cares. And, like, it's kind of like the Stanley Cup playoffs in the first round is, like, lit, and it really does drop off. And by the time they get to the Stanley Cup finals, it takes forever because every damn series goes seven games because everything's so competitive. So every series goes seven games. It takes forever to get to the Cup. And then by the time you get to the Stanley Cup, it's mid-June. You're into like the third month of baseball. <laughs> They're still playing hockey. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Like, who's... Who's in the cup? What? The Devils made it? Oh, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it's too long. The Stanley Cup used to be played in May. Now it's in, like, you know, June and July. We're getting into July now and stuff. It's ridiculous. But the playoffs are lit. So just quickly, once again, so the Bruins versus the Penguins, Hurricanes versus the Islanders, Maple Leafs versus the Lightning, Devils versus the Rangers. Picking winners here, the Bruins will beat the Penguins. The Hurricanes will beat the Islanders. The Maple Leafs are going to win their first playoff series in like 19 years or whatever the hell it is. And um, the Devils and Rangers is like, that's tough. I'd say the Rangers, but that could go either way. Golden Knights versus the Kraken. The Battle of Expansions. Dallas Stars versus the Winnipeg Jets. If the Stars and Jets end up playing each other in the playoffs, you're going to get like, man, they might put four and a halfs up. There'll be like fives, but we won't be betting the overs. Hellebuck and Ottinger, come on, man. That'll be a goalie. Like, that's a goalie clinic right there. We'll talk LA King hockey with Rich Hammond. The LA Kings, as of right now, although this stuff flips because they're so close. So basically, the Kings, you know what I mean? Like, the Kings could play the Oilers at a Kraken, essentially. And the Golden Knights is the same thing. Like, that's what I'm talking about. You sort of get locked into these matchups, and teams know it as well. Like, they kind of know. Like, you know, like the Leafs are a good example. Like, when the Leafs lose a game, like, you saw the Leafs after the game tonight. I watched their post-game press conference after they lost to Edmonton. They look like they lost an exhibition game, a preseason game. I'm not saying they were happy they lost, but they didn't care. Right, it was like, wow, we got to play better, and you know, it is what it is. They're really good, <laughs> and I was like, it was sort of because what doesn't matter? They're not catching Boston, and they're not falling down. So it's like, whatever we do for the next whatever three and four weeks, we're playing Tampa. <laughs> like you know what I mean? So it takes the, the 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 randomness away from a fan. Oh, who are you playing in the playoffs, man? This is crazy. It's like, no, you're locked in. You're playing Tampa, and Tampa knows you're playing Toronto. Everybody knows who you're playing. That's why, like, with this, it's kind of it kind of is locked in. I'm telling you now, like, the Kings are either playing the Kraken or the Oilers. And the Golden Knights are either playing the Kraken or the Oilers. Like, you know what I mean? It's just the way that it, it, it falls. The Wild versus the Avalanche. And or, as we stated, Oilers and, uh, and Golden Knights. It could, it could move around. It's sort of shuffling. 
the West is kind of crazy. And we told you a couple of nights ago that we liked the LA Kings at 11-1. And that was before the goalie move. And as we stated, it sucks. I get it. Everyone loves Jonathan Quick. He's super popular. And he might be the most popular LA King player ever. But he wasn't playing. And when he played, he wasn't playing well. And... If, if people are wondering, too, why did they have to do this? Like, why couldn't they just sort of like... Because if it was me, I really would have tried to find a way to... Um, I really would have found a way to say, all right, listen, let him finish out the season here. He's going to retire. So let him finish out the season here. We won't play him, but you know what I mean? We'll give him a couple of games every now and then. But they don't have the luxury of doing that. He makes he counts for $5.8 million against the cap. And even though we're late, the NHL, like, they play weird games with the, the salaries. Like, remember the Rangers? The Rangers were moving guys around and sending guys to the minors and not playing guys to play little cap games. Like, other leagues a season, like, you can screw around in season. Um, with It's very flexible. So, they didn't have the room. And the reason Columbus did this, because you figure, why the hell does Columbus want Jonathan Quick? They don't. Right? They don't. They didn't. They just did this because he's retiring and he'll be off. You know what I mean? It's like a money thing. They're not paying Corpus Allo, so Corpus Allo's gone. They just sort of, it was one of those, like, just salary things. And I don't know what even will happen. They might buy him out or I don't know what will happen. Maybe they flip him, actually, right? Maybe he gets traded again. But I do like the Kings. And in the hockey world, the Kings don't really, like, move the needle. Like, for a big market team, they don't get talked about a lot. They're not on TV. They're not on national television. They're 32-1 to to win a Stanley Cup. I tell you what. The LA Kings have a hell of a lot better chance of winning the Stanley Cup than the Minnesota Wild do, who are 22-1. to The LA Kings are equal to the Vegas Golden Knights, who are 15-1. to They have the equal chance of winning the Cup. The Calgary Flames suck, and they're 25-1. to the Winnipeg Jets always choke. They're 28 to 1. We should note no team from Canada has won the Stanley Cup since 1993. Gary Bettman became commissioner in 1994. <laughs> the truth is out there. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Class, this is Portridge. I am Red Sea, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. All right. Um, I want to get to the UFC. Uh, one thing I just want to get to, we've been talking a lot of hockey. Rich Hammond's going to join us. But just to set the table right now, if the playoffs were to start uh, today, the Boston Bruins would play the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Carolina Hurricanes would play the New York Islanders. The Toronto Maple Leafs would play the Tampa Bay Lightning. The New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers, which would just be absolutely epic. Like, you want, like, that's the one thing. This is what they wanted, the NHL. They have a ridiculously stupid playoff format, in my opinion. But they want these type of rivalries. The problem is, it's anticlimactic. These type of rivalries are only good, and they don't understand this, if it happens organically. You know what I mean? Like, if you really like something, you know what I mean? You want it, but if it's overkill, then it, it, you know, it cheapens its value of it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, wow, the Devils and the Rangers are playing. Like, remember, you know, in the old days, like, wow, the Devils and the Rangers, man, these guys are playing each other. And this, this is like, this is serious. Now, it's like, yeah, they're playing each other. Of course, they're playing each other. You know what I mean? You, you, you force them into the same box. And then they'll say, wow, you get these great rivalries. And it is true. You can't, I can't lie. I look at this, I'm like, wow, Devils, Rangers, that would be off the hook. And it would be, and it will be. But the NHL is the only league in which it gets worse as the playoffs go on. Right? It just does. And it's a, there's a competitive imbalance to this stuff in which... It doesn't matter. You could have a great year, but you're playing the team, and you know what I mean? You're, if you're in second place, you're playing the third place team, right? You're sort of boxed in to these teams. Like, it doesn't make sense to play teams in your own division in the playoffs, but that's what they wanted. They wanted these geographically close rivals and rivalries, and you know what I mean? They want to get Boston and Montreal. They want to get. Um, you know, Toronto and Boston. They want to get the Rangers and the Devils. They wanted to get, you know what I mean, Ovechkin versus uh, Crosby. But the thing is, you're bouncing good teams in the first round. It's ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have a team, you have like the fourth best team in the league playing against the sixth best team in the league in the first round against each other. So you have other teams that are going to fall ass backwards and advance because their bracket and their, their situation is not nearly as daunting. It's a whacked out thing that they have. Sidney Crosby recently was on record at the All-Star game and said, I've told the commissioner I think it's stupid and then we need to change this. It should just be one versus eight. Yeah, I mean, let's why why what all these leagues have to overthink everything all the time. Hockey's done a pretty good job of not messing with things over the years, but their point format is 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 whacked. And their playoff format, although it produces great series in the first round, by the time you get to the third round, it's like, yeah, nobody cares. And, like, 
It's kind of like the Stanley Cup playoffs in the first round is like lit, and it really does drop off. And by the time they get to the Stanley Cup finals, it takes forever because every damn series goes seven games because everything's so competitive. So every series goes seven games. It takes forever to get to the Cup. And then by the time you get to the Stanley Cup, it's mid-June. You're in like the third month of baseball. <laughs> They're still playing hockey. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Like, who's who's in the Cup? What? The Devils made it? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it's too long. The Stanley Cup used to be played in May. Now it's in, like, you know, June and July. We're getting it in July now and stuff. It's ridiculous. But the playoffs are lit. So just quickly, once again, so the Bruins versus the Penguins, Hurricanes versus the Islanders, Maple Leafs versus the Lightning, Devils versus the Rangers. Picking winners here, the Bruins will beat the Penguins, the Hurricanes will beat the Islanders, the Maple Leafs are going to win their first playoff series in like 19 years or whatever the hell it is, and um, the Devils and Rangers is like, that's tough. I'd say the Rangers, but that could go either way. Golden Knights versus the Kraken. The Battle of Expansions. Dallas Stars versus the Winnipeg Jets. If the Stars and Jets end up playing each other in the playoffs, you're going to get like, man, they might put four and a halfs up. They'll be like fives, but we won't be betting the overs. Hellebuck and Ottinger, come on, man. That'll be a goalie. Like, that's a goalie clinic right there. We'll talk LA King hockey with Rich Hammond. The LA Kings... As of right now, although this stuff flips because they're so close. So basically, the Kings, you know what I mean? Like the Kings could play the Oilers at a Kraken, essentially. And the Golden Knights is the same thing. Like that's what I'm talking about. You sort of get locked into these matchups, and teams know it as well. Like they kind of know. Like, you know, like the Leafs are a good example. Like when the Leafs lose a game, like you saw the Leafs after the game tonight. I watched their post-game press conference after they lost to Edmonton. They look like they lost an exhibition game. A preseason game. I'm not saying they were happy they lost, but they didn't care, right? It was like, wow, we got to play better, and, you know, it is what it is. They're really good. (laughs) And I was like, it was sort of, because what doesn't matter? They're not catching Boston, and they're not falling down. So it's like, whatever we do for the next whatever, three and four weeks, we're playing Tampa. (laughs) You know what I mean? So... It takes the, the 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 randomness away from a fan. Oh, who are you playing in the playoffs, man? This is crazy. It's like, no, you're locked in. You're playing Tampa, and Tampa knows you're playing Toronto. Everybody knows who you're playing. That's why, like, with this, it's kind of it kind of is locked in. I'm telling you now, like, the Kings are either playing the Kraken or the Oilers, and the Golden Knights are either playing the Kraken or the Oilers. Like, you know what I mean? It's just the way that it, it, it falls. The Wild versus the Avalanche. And or, as we stated, Oilers and uh, and Golden Knights. It could, it could move around. It's sort of shuffling. The West is kind of crazy. And we told you a couple of nights ago that we liked the LA Kings at 11-1. And that was before the goalie move. And as we stated, it sucks. I get it. Everyone loves Jonathan Quick. He's super popular. He might be the most popular LA King player ever. But he wasn't playing. And when he played, he wasn't playing well. And... If, if people are wondering, too, why did they have to do this? Like, why couldn't they just sort of like... Because if it was me, I really would have tried to find a way to... Um, I really would have found a way to say, all right, listen, let him finish out the season here. He's going to retire. So let him finish out the season here. We won't play him, but you know what I mean? We'll give him a couple of games every now and then. But they don't have the luxury of doing that. 
he makes he counts for 5.8 million dollars against the cap and even though we're late the nhl like they play weird games with the the salaries like remember the rangers the rangers were moving guys around and sending guys to the minors and not playing guys to play little cap games like other leagues a season like you can screw around in season um with you it's very flexible so they didn't have the room and the reason columbus did this because you figure why the hell does columbus want jonathan quick they don't right they don't they didn't they just did this because he's retiring and he'll be off you know what i mean it's like a money thing they're not paying corpus Allo, so corpus Allo's gone they just sort of it was one of those like just salary things and i don't know what even will happen they might buy him out or i don't know what will happen maybe they flip him actually right maybe he gets traded again but i do like the kings and in the hockey world the kings don't really like move the needle like for a big market team they don't get talked about a lot they're not on tv they're not on national television they're 32 to 1 to win a stanley cup i tell you what the la kings have a hell of a lot better chance of winning the stanley cup than the minnesota wild do who are 22 to 1 the LA Kings are equal to the Vegas Golden Knights, who are 15 to 1. They have the equal chance of winning the cup. The Calgary Flames suck, and they're 25 to 1. The Winnipeg Jets always choke. They're 28 to 1. We should note no team from Canada has won the Stanley Cup since 1993. Gary Bettman became commissioner in 1994. <laughs> the truth is out there. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Sports Rage. I am Morency. Throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including the Muddier 1090, ESPN Radio, the 50,000-watt juggernaut, SoCal in the house, and so is the Athletics. Rich Hammond stepping up and in to break it down. And there's been more deals this week in the National Hockey League than like a Black Friday at Walmart. Rich, always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Not like there's uh, not anything going on in the National Hockey League right now. Wow. 
Oh, man, it's it's wild. I mean, we're, we're going to get to the trade deadline. I, I don't know what we're going to talk about on Friday. Everybody's moving. All these teams are uh, making their moves right now, which is what you got to do. you got to be aggressive. you got to get out there ahead of your competitors. And we see that more and more every year. And uh, these teams are taking their swings, and uh, I applaud them for it. I've said in the past, uh, Rich, you know, listen, saying goodbye, breaking up is never easy to do. Um, it's 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 very rare that it ends, you know, with that storybook ending from wire to wire, and it nearly did with Jonathan Quick. But yeah. you know, talk to me about just how how emotional it was for the Los Angeles King players. You know, it's one thing, well, he's not going to play, and you know, he can't play in the playoffs. But it's another thing that he's not in the room anymore, right? Like, man, after we're just talking about somebody who's been with an organization for what, like, seventeen years overall now, considering what he got drafted in two thousand five. What's the feeling in LA right now around the Kings? Yeah, I prefer not to think about that. I remember when he got drafted, so that uh, I don't want to do the math on how old that makes me because uh, that's that's not a good thing. But yeah, you know, it's it's just you, you're right. You you said it exactly right. You'd like to think it has a happy ending, and everybody knows. Jonathan Quick's getting to the end. Everybody knows that either way this was going to be his last year in L.A., the last year of his contract. But you want it to at least have that ending. Maybe he's on the team as it goes to a playoff run. Maybe they go to the Stanley Cup final and he's there and gets to appreciate that. Nobody really wanted it to end like that. And I'd put Rob Blake in that conversation, too. I don't think Rob Blake wanted to end it this way. It's not like he's out to punish Jonathan Quick or that he hates Jonathan Quick or hates Kings fans. I'm sure he agonized over this decision as as much as anybody would. Uh, But at some point when you're in that chair, you have to make the smart decision. You have to look at your team and look at your assets and say, what can we move here? What can we bring in? And uh, some are more difficult than others. You know, the thing I go back to, Gabe, is, and I I know you, you know, the history of this, you follow this organization. Rob Blake's predecessor, Dean Lombardi, the big criticism against Dean was that he was over sentimental was that he yep. valued these guys too much. He was giving these contracts. He was keeping them longer than he should. And so he got criticized for that. And now on the other side, we're getting, hey, Rob Blake's not being sentimental enough. He's not, he's not treating Jonathan Quick for respect. So it's, see, that you almost can't win when you're, when you're a GM in that situation. You, you have to try to find that right balance. Uh, it's a business. Rob Blake understands that. Rob Blake was a part of trades when he was a player. Uh, he's certainly not, uh, you know, ignorant so to what that's all about. But at the end of the day, you just have to do what's best for your team, even if it's difficult and even if a segment of your fans, you know, don't agree with you. Rich Hammond joining us. And, Rich, it's interesting as fans want it both ways. And I saw the exact same thing as we all saw the same thing this year with the Vancouver Canucks. Everybody wanted to fire Bruce Boudreaux, and then once they did it, oh, you know what? You were really mean to him, man. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, you didn't have to do it like that. It was like, well, what, like, either way, you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean like that? Like, it's not, you know what I mean? You get fired, it's not pretty. You get traded, it's not pretty. Like, either way, it was like, well, yeah, you, you know, you, you could have been nicer about it. And it's like, there's no nice way about this. It just sort of is is what it is. And then the, re- and then the reality of, my, I guess I was going to ask you, I guess they, they weren't in the position. Maybe if they had that stone-cold number one, they could have been in a position to let Jonathan Quick ride this out and be part of this, but they didn't have that luxury. And to put it in context, everybody, uh, prior to this deal, the Kings had the 31st-ranked save percentage in the National Hockey League. Only better than the aforementioned Vancouver Canucks. That's not good enough when you consider... I mean, it's amazing they are where they are when they had the goaltender they've had this year, I guess. that's what I guess that's what I'm going to say, Rich, isn't it? 
It is, and and this is where you, not to not go not to walk everybody back through the entire season, but you go back and, and they thought Cal Peterson was going to be the guy, and he was in that yeah. position. The talk a few months ago was, hey, it's time to start transitioning away from Jonathan Quick and transitioning to Cal Peterson. When you Cal and I Peterson, spoke before the year started, that's where we discussed. We thought that was sort of the stage, right? And you even set the table and said, we're not so sure how this is going to work out in, in between the pipes for these guys. And, and, and we saw how it worked out. Not very well. Cal Peterson couldn't hold the job. He's in the AHL right now. And, and they don't think that, you know, however that works out long term, maybe he comes back, maybe he turns it around, but they can't count on that happening this year. So now you've got your, your, your plan A went out the window. Your plan A is in the AHL. Your plan B, Jonathan Quick, is 37 years old, and you can't expect him to carry that load. And you're, then you go to plan C, which is a guy named Phoenix Copley, who most of the NHL world had probably never heard of. He'd been around for a little bit, but he's not a guy that anybody was counting on. And now you're putting that on his shoulders and saying, hey, Phoenix Copley, you know, we want to go to the Stanley Cup final. It's yeah, stop calling him a David, Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you look at that and, and you go, well, that's not what they wanted. That's not what they planned. Uh, and, and they never wanted Jonathan Quick to be in this position. He shouldn't be playing in these important games. He shouldn't be starting as many games as he should. It, it's not his fault. It's not. He didn't put himself in that situation, but that's where the Kings are right now. And they're looking at this conference, and they're going, hey, this thing's wide open. Who are you afraid of? Are you really afraid of Vegas? Are you really afraid of Dallas, Minnesota? They're looking at it and going, hey, if we can upgrade in goal, if we can upgrade on defense the way that they did also with Gavrikov, They've got a lane to the Stanley Cup final. They may or may not make it. They may or may not have the goods even now, but they see their opportunity and they feel like we've got to do it. We've got to press the accelerator, even if it means sending away a guy who is absolutely beloved in the organization. Yeah, I hate to put it in these contacts, but it's almost like your mom and dad gets divorced and you hate new dad until you find out new dad is super cool and takes you to games all the time and like and stops the puck all the time. That's going to be like, yeah, you know, it's really, really rough for, for, for Jonathan. But, man, Jonas is good, right? And it's one of those deals. All right, Corpus Allo, he's a free agent, right? So we should set that right there. Uh, and he's raised his game before the trade deadline. But you got to like the current form here, uh, Rich. Over his last five games, 2.4 goals against average 9-3-3 save percentage got a 9-1-3 save percentage on the season a 3-1-3 goals against average guys on the Columbus Blue Jackets that's like a Vezina trophy winning like you got to understand everybody how bad that team is listen he's one of the hottest goalies in the NHL right now and as you just mentioned Edmonton shaky between the pipes I mean next to you know Jake Ottinger is obviously you know a complete stud he's just awesome but this is a massive upgrade between the pipes if you're the LA Kings they're a better hockey team right now than they were 24 hours ago they are Gabe and the other the only thing I'd add to that is you know not only is Columbus been kind of a dumpster fire this year, but but they're pretty deep in goal. So it's not like you, you're talking about Corpus Allo, You're not talking about some scrub who they're just dumping because they don't want anymore. They've got a couple of other guys there that they really like. So it's not like, oh, Corpus Allo is crap. We're just going to dump him off to the Kings for nothing. He's a good goalie. Uh, he's just been in a really bad situation there. And when you look at the situation they're in, he's going to be a UFA. They've got two other guys that they like. It absolutely made sense for the Blue Jackets to move him along. It's not a dump. It's not a guy who's who's not doesn't have value this is a guy who can play uh, the question is i think what you're you know getting to a little bit here is hey you're, you are giving up a couple big picks you're giving up uh, 
two valuable picks for two guys who are going to be UFA. So that's a little bit of a question for the Kings. That's something they're going to have to answer to for, for the long term. But in terms of the short term, it, it makes complete sense. You have clearly upgraded in two positions of need and, and really put yourself right where you want to be within that conference. So let's uh, let's talk about uh, Gavrikov a little bit. What does he bring to the table for the uh, the LA Kings? He is a stable defenseman, like one of those guys. Yeah. Doesn't do anything great, but he's not really bad at anything either, right? He's just one of those solid guys that can give you, you know, 16, 17, 18 minutes of ice time. What's your take on this trade? How does he fit into the rotation? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. They're, they're not looking for a, a, a first-pair defenseman. I'd be pretty surprised if he's up there. Uh, second pair, sure. If he can fit in there, great. They needed help on the left side. They were really, really right-side heavy with some of the guys that they had and asking guys to kind of play out of position and maybe above their, their pay grade a little bit. So, yeah, this, this was not obviously, you know, people looked at the Kings and, and other defensemen. Would they go high? Would they shoot the moon? They, yeah, I think they looked at that stuff, too. But uh, you, you're right. I think you, you said it right. They needed a guy who could fit in there, who can give them some quality minutes, stability, especially on that left-hand side. Uh, they've got Mikey Anderson. They've got Drew Doughty up top. If, if he can fit in on that second pair and give them those quality minutes that you're talking about, I, I think that's what they're looking for. Stability, consistency, I think those are big words there. And uh, if, if he can do that, then that'll be a success for them. What did you make of the uh, the uh, the Miller and Drew Doughty stuff? I, for one, actually take Miller at his word. I think he didn't mean yeah. – I think he spit and his spit hit him. He didn't spit on him. I think he tried to do that quick little spit thing before before he was going to yeah. start talking. You know what I mean? It was just sort of that natural quick t- – uh, and it was like, oh, it hit you. You would know more than me about this. Um, I, like I said, I, for one, I, I saw – I read the statement. I saw the action. I And listen, he's a great kid, Keandre. I take his word for it. What, what, uh, yeah. what was the King's perspective? Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, and the fact that he reached out right away, too, there wasn't any of this like, oh, you know, I'm going to walk it back two days later. I mean, immediately after the game, he reached out to Dowdy and was like, hey, man, I, I didn't mean that. It wasn't like it wasn't like he got punished and then went, oh, yeah, you know, sorry, I didn't mean that. I mean, he did it immediately. It was pretty clear then. And when you listen to what Dowdy said or read what Dowdy said after the game, I think I think Dowdy took him at his word, too. It wasn't a situation where Dowdy was firing back or you know, calling him names or going after him. I, I think it's, you know, heat of the moment. Whatever happens, happens. These guys are out there sweating and spitting and everything else. There's a lot going on out there on that <laughs> I, I, I don't think you're right. I, I don't think he's that kind of guy, and I, I don't think he would do something that deliberately stupid uh, when you know you're being watched. So I, I think it got handled appropriately uh, by both sides, and it, I, I don't I don't see any lingering kind of you know trouble with that stuff. Rich, before we get you out of here, of course, Rich also does a great job talking about the Los Angeles Rams. Jalen Ramsey. So here's another, here's another big trade that seems to be coming right now, and it does seem to be an inevitable uh, um what are you hearing as far as this is concerned i know you talked about this about about the re and you wrote about the rebuild so they I, no one thought it would be this bad after did you i didn't like i didn't think the, I no, knew I, they, I didn't they had issues and they racked up the credit card yeah. debt but it was like wow you're almost homeless now like you know what i mean it wasn't like wow well, we, we lost yeah. the car but it's like no man we lost uh, we lost the furniture we lost the car like and there's there's kind of no end in sight huh well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, it, some of the stuff can get mitigated. I mean, their, their offensive line was a disaster last year. And, and if, you know, if that happens again, then, yeah, they're sunk again. There's no question about it. But you, you have to feel like there's going to be some positive regression there. And, and they're just by, by, by sheer luck, they're going to be a little bit stronger there. But uh, what's interesting is, they, you know, they've made a couple moves. You know, they, they brought in Bobby Wagner. It, it worked out really well. And then, uh, you know, after a year, they just went, yeah, no, we don't want to do this anymore. And it seemed to be kind of mutual that, that to me was a was a real shock. Even quite frankly, even more than the Jalen Ramsey stuff, because 
you look at Jalen Ramsey and you go, okay, this is a this is a huge asset, right? Like you can you can fill a lot of holes if you, if you move Jalen Ramsey. So from a certain perspective, that makes sense. You don't want to do it. You don't want to trade one of the best cornerbacks in the league. But if that can help you potentially fill two or three or four other holes on your roster, you have to you have to kind of like what we're talking about with Rob Blake. You, you have to take that into account. You have to uh, you know be realistic with what you're doing. The fact that Bobby Wagner walks away after one year uh, that was that kind of was a, a surprise to me. Because because that seemed to be a good fit, and both stylistically on the field and, and in the locker room seemed to fit in really well. So the fact that they have to replace him, uh, both in terms of leadership and, and in the middle of the field, uh, that's, that's going to take a little bit of uh, time. But but uh, to your point about trading Jalen, I mean, it, it reshapes their defense if it happens. I don't know if this is going to happen. They're taking calls on him. That doesn't necessarily mean they work out something, but they're listening. That's, I think that's fair to say. So it's going to reshape the defense if it happens. I mean, you're taking away one of the cornerstones of your, of your entire team, certainly of your defense. How do you change your defense? Do you change your defense? Do you change your scheme? Uh, how do you support Aaron Donald? They're going to have to answer all of those questions. I, I think they still see the window being open there, but they've got a lot of work to do. This. Rich Hammond of The Athletic. The late night anchor management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Three minute warning. Man, we never got a chance to get to the NFL PA poll. So uh, quickly, as far as the NFL PA uh, poll was concerned, actually, you know what? We'll get to this tomorrow. We'll, We'll have some time at some point. Uh, we'll get to this, but the Washington Commander players are not very happy with the organization, and the Arizona Cardinals got like low grades across the board. Treatment of families, F. <laughs> Nutrition, F. Weight room, facilities, F. Training room, F. Like this is like Arizona Cardinal players like uh, voting and uh, you know on on their own organization. Uh, from the NFLPA. It's a very interesting poll, but uh, we don't have time to get into it. So, 
Uh, thanks to all of our guests tonight. Always good with Rich Hammond. Big fan of Rich's work over at The Athletic. Athletic does a great, uh, great job. And uh, the Rachel Reddick, Cam Stewart, Ian Cameron. Uh, tomorrow night we'll have a full house once again. So we have early morning college basketball. The madness is like set to begin where it's going to be like wall to wall, like all day basketball until the tournament gets here. And, you know, you have Thursday and Friday and then it sort of slows down. But I like Northern Iowa in the morning here. Minus 166 on the money line of FanDuel right now. Northern Iowa to beat Illinois State. Neither team is very good, but Northern Iowa have the pedigree and are a better basketball team. Uh, Illinois State 0-4 on neutral courts uh, this year. Panthers will win this basketball game. We'll play Northern Iowa on the money line, minus 166. Now, we, you know, it's not easy to do because, you know, it's tough to always, like, not get instant gratification and things. But you, know, you play a future a day, man. You know what I mean? And it adds up. The next thing you know, you've got yourself a nice portfolio. I already had Kansas at 12-1. to 1. I've got Houston at plus 650. But I added the Yukon Huskies, 25 to 1 to win the national championship right now. They're a dangerous basketball team who also have a pedigree of winning national championships every couple of years. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 